Oh, look, the weather forecast calls for f***ing frightful, and there's no food. Why not just order Eat Street in? After all, you're not rain in the eyes, wind in the face, ice in the teeth, or snow down the pants proof. But Eat Street's got your back, and your spaghetti, spring rolls, and sausage pizza. So you can skip the climate crud and focus on something important, like butt-cheek couch cushion relations. Hungry? Happy. Eat Street. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session... Omarosa is not significant enough to be in on the White House meeting. Jay-Z mom opened up about his album 444 because moms know everything. And yes, you can be black and Latina, bitches. What it do? This your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one oh, What? Yeah! What it do, what it do, boo-boos? Um, I hope you all are having a wonderful, fantastic, loving, hopeful Sunday. My weekend has been crazy. But before I tell you all about what went down with Angel Andrina, I want to hear what's going on with Jen Othello. How you doing this weekend? Uh, my weekend has been amazing. Um, I mean... <laughs> Not anything in in particular. I just have been getting a lot of sleep, even though I've been working like six days a week and and everything that's been going on. But still, I've been managing to get in. Uh, the I I got eight hours. What Friday and yesterday, so I'm feeling really good, really energized. Nigga, just been chilling, and um, work has been pretty good too. And I've just been noticing I have really been meeting a lot of African Americans who are influential and just making moves, and it's just inspiring, and I can't wait till I'm at a place in my life to where I can start to network and, you know, bring the show to the next level. How's everything going mm-hmm. with you, Angel? Um, it's been, it was really nice. These uh, Friday and Saturday was really nice. So Friday night, uh, me and my sister and my husband and my sister's boyfriend, we were all supposed to be going to Potawatomi and to go watch the movie It. And so, um, so we go to the movie theater and I'm like, uh, okay, so, you know, all these people in line and I heard this one girl say, I think they sold it out. And I'm like, wait, what? They sold out. And I'm like, well, already a little bit tipsy and messed up and stuff. And so she was just like, uh, yeah, I think that's what they just said. So I'm like, okay. And, uh, then next thing you know, I start seeing other people get tickets. So I'm like, oh, they must not be sold out. She don't know what she's talking about. So I get up to the window and they're like, um, um, oh, we're sold out. I'm not sure if you heard us tell the other girls. Our next show is at 9.30. And so I'm like, oh, well, Pato, why don't we start at 11.30? How about we just go get some food and then go to Pato? But they really want to see it. So I'm like, oh, gosh. Um, well, we just come back at 9.30. I think we disgusting. back in line. The 9.30 one was sold out. We like, God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, so we ended up going out to eat again anyways. And then we went to go see the, the 10 o'clock one. That was, um, I mean, it was nine o'clock that was so that we went to see the 10 o'clock one. Um, and it was really fun. It was, uh, it was scary as hell. People was in the movie theater screaming and shit. I was cracking up, but it was a good movie to me. Um, and I don't like scary movies, so I thought that that was a fun thing to do. And then Saturday uh, morning, my husband and I got up, went to Golden Corral for breakfast, and then, um, you know, and it's so crazy because I, 
I could barely even eat. Like, I, I always go there with the intention, I'm going to mask, I'm going to get my eat on, been doing good, and I never really get to eat like I want to because, I mean, he's so healthy. My stomach just pretty much rejects, like, all of that bad stuff. So, um... <laughs> So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I just eat this little bit. I'm not going to overstuff my face. So I usually get like a plate there. Um, so I did that. And then after that, then later on that night, we went to um, get a burger too. So that was pretty much it. Um, and now Sunday and I haven't ate at all today. So <laughs> I'm just hungry as hell right now. But um, I had a really fun weekend. And next weekend, like the plan for my son's birthday is next Monday. And my mom's birthday is next Tuesday. So it's just, it's crazy, guys. But uh, yeah. Wonderful time, wonderful weekend. Can't wait to next weekend. So, um, <laughs> so make sure you guys uh, continue to listen to us and check us out. Um, email us, confession to us at gmail.com, our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and of course, this blog talk. You all can hear from us from any of those sites. And just once again, as we always say, don't do not hesitate to press that like button, rate, rate us, subscribe, and you know, just tag us in the drama because we love the drama. So before we get into those topics about the drama, Jen, hit them with that dramatic question of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, confession question: What is the worst thing you have ever said during an argument? Again, what is the worst thing you have ever said? During an argument. That's not nice, <laughs> So, um, former Sam's Club executive Roslyn Brewer has been named the new chief operating officer at uh, at Starbucks. And, you know, the company announced this Wednesday. Brewer is actually the first woman and African-American to hold this position, which is absolutely amazing. Brewer joined Starbucks in March as a part of the 14 members um, on the board of directors. Um, she served in a several executive leadership positions at Walmart and a former Sam's Club, like I stated, um, CEO, but also she was the president there as well. Um, she became the first black woman and Afri- first, first woman and African-American to lead the division of Walmart brand. So she's been really just making power moves <laughs> throughout. Um, she's a passionate customer of Starbucks. Wow. Um, you know, a lot of people, they say that her name really goes well with her new job because her last name is Brewer. <laughs> um, she stated about her new role. She said, I am so honored to have the pleasure of working with Starbucks leadership team to realize our highest of aspirations um, for the company. And I look forward to working closely with the astute and talented leaders across the enterprise. Um, she also is an alumna of Spelman College, and she has been recognized as one of the most powerful women in the world on several occasions. She was also named by Forbes one of the most, uh, the world's uh, 100 most powerful women in 2016, and was just named the most powerful woman in general in 2014, 15, and 16. Starbucks president and CEO Kevin Johnson called her a world-class operator and executive who embodies the values of Starbucks, and she's, and he is honored to have her in a senior leadership position. So that is absolutely amazing. Uh, congratulations, Ms. Brewer, or Mrs. Brewer, and, you know, just keep it up. Keep making these power moves. And as Jim said, he's meeting a lot of, um, you know, a lot of positive influence that are African-American. This is another who is just making a difference. So it's, it's always wonderful to hear stories like this. You know, let's take over. Yes. 
Um, yeah. How did you feel when you first read about Miss Brewer? I thought that was super dope and, and like you're saying, inspiring. And um, I've just noticed as recently, especially since, uh, I mean, I've noticed it for like a while, but especially since I'm, when I went to Marcus's graduate, gra- graduation, when he graduated from um, um, from Georgetown with his master's or whatever, mm-hmm. it, I, I swear to God, the majority of the graduates were black women, like overwhelmingly. Oh, okay. And just women making their mark, like, in the corporate world and just being bosses out here. And I, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times in general, like, at my job, because I work in an atmosphere that is, you know, very nice. Um, I see groups of middle-aged white men, and it'd be like a black woman with them, like as as a colleague, like you know what I'm saying. It's sitting in the you know sitting in the Boston circle, so I think it's just really cool. Brothers, we gotta do better. I, I need to start seeing more black men making marks out here, even though there are. Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of black men in this world, including our president Barack Obama. But I mean. Um, Black women are just out here killing it. And I'm glad for once we actually... But, you know, that is I hear what you're saying, too. It's, it's a struggleization. And the thing is, while we do see a lot more women succeeding, it's because women, they are, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a power thing, once again. And not only that, but we are our own motivation. Whereas men, sometimes it take a little push or a little nudge. Now, you'll get them there, but a lot of men, they don't have that right-away determination. They start feeling that shit and they start thinking about it after the fact and it's just like no you can't you can't be nervous to go out and stick your neck out and I've talked to Jeanne so many times about my job now it's not obviously a you know a big you know like like something like this but you know personally I am that African-American woman I'm sitting inside that circle with a bunch of Caucasians around everywhere everywhere you see the whole entire restaurant sometimes you know looking at me and as you know, as amazing as Jen thinks, you know, like, yeah, it's good to see that. Like, you know, sometimes everybody else around, they be looking like, okay, like, well, what the fuck is she doing here? You know, you get the side eye and side glance. You still got to get past that shit. Like, get past it because at the end of the day, what we're here to do is to try to gain more, elevate ourselves, gain more knowledge. And the only way you can do that is by taking those leaps and being like this individual right here, being like Miss Brewer, who, you know, just like, I don't care. Y'all think and say what you want to say, but I'm going to keep rising to the top despite what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what the hell she, where she's at right now. So <laughs> several first corporate companies, African-American COO and CEO and, you know, a president. So yeah, she's the boss. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I actually I was listening to a podcast um, earlier, uh, This American Life. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but um, they had a the, – the show that they had for today, it was about um, how white people and affluent white people wanted to integrate their children's, like, prep schools with African Americans so that the white people can make more of a, a impact when they do go off to become, because they they know that this group of people, because of such high education and it's such, you know, and the, and the kind of students that go there are going to be influencers. They're going to be out here being the leaders of America, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the South. I, I believe that's where the, school, the schools were. And this was like back in the 60s. And um, it was interesting because the group of students that they got, the group of black students that they got all ended up, 
going off to do their own thing and to do well. But one thing that they said was they felt like even though they were blessed with opportunity, they had something to prove. You know, so they they would they would do overwhelmingly overwhelmingly better than anyone else. Like they would say, like the valedictorian and the salutatorian were both black, but they said we made sure that we our grade point average was so much higher that our you know our accolades were so much higher than everyone else that it was like a clear difference that we're mm-hmm. superior. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot and of it's the truth. Yeah, with with black people, like we have to yeah. go the extra. Mile just to make a point, but I thought that was really dope, and, and I agree with what you're saying. I'm sure she has to fight water and waves and Hurricane Irma to get that. I'm, oh, that I'm trying to let you know. I'm trying to let you know she did, baby. So, yes, and she's doing it, and I'm so happy for her and her family. So. Yep. It's never easy opening up to a loved one and telling them that you're gay, but it's definitely a sigh of relief once the secret is out. A Jay-Z's mother, Gloria Carter, opened up about what it was like when she came out to her son. I just finally started telling Jay who I was. Besides your mother, this is the person that I am. This is the life that I live, uh, she shared in a new interview. So my son started actually caring because he's like, that has to be a horrible life, Ma. I was like, my life was never horrible. It was just different. So that made him want to do a song about it. She added, I was never ashamed of me and my family. It was something that was never discussed. Um, she also opened up about why she chose to share this with the world. I'm tired of all the mystery. I'm going to give it to him. I don't have to worry about anyone wondering if I'm in the life or not. I'm going to tell them. So now that I told you, what do you have to talk about? So now maybe you can focus on the phenomenal things that I I do. So focus on that. Now it's time for me to be free. Well, first of all, I never even thought about Jay-Z's mom a day in my life until less than three minutes ago when you read this. I never even thought about anything to do with her ever. I don't even think I knew she was alive. Like, I'm sorry, but I didn't. Um, Just looked her up, and she looks just like Jay-Z. You know, he looks just like his mom. Um, Who cares? Once again, it's, you know, I don't, my mom talks to me about everything, you know, maybe because I'm her daughter, you know, so hearing about somebody being gay, you know, and or whether it's a mom or to have experienced shit or has done or, you know, dipped into, I don't, none of that shit matters to me. Like, I mean, I, I just be like, oh, oh, she did this or oh, Jay-Z mom is doing this or oh, they like, who cares? Next. Like, but I mean, it's nice, you know, I guess for those who are really wondering, you know, what her sexuality was, you know, it's nice for her to have came out, you know, because maybe those people who were scared to come and holler at her are going to holler at her now, you know, but I also don't really know what she does either. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know anything about, about any of this. So what does Jay-Z mom do? And why do you feel like she felt like it was important for her to come out? Like who, who's the mystery people that was wondering about her sexuality? I don't know, honey, and I don't know. <laughs> I agree with I agree with everything you were saying. I I've never really thought about Jay Z's mom. <laughs> I I feel like I googled her before, like just like, I haven't. Like, like you know, what I'm saying because like, I had seen a picture of like Diddy with his mom before, you know, and she just seems very extravagant and 
fun, like fun and a good time. So I was like, I wonder what this mom looks like. You know what I'm saying? But um, it wasn't. It never really was on that. Like I went to check to see if she had a husband or if he had like a stepfather around or anything like that. It was just a simple Google because I'm weird. Um, I was. I would say I was. I was interested in what she was saying, and I do agree with her a little bit, but I think a lot of times, like being gay, you think people care more about your sexuality than they actually do. And don't get me wrong, I, I feel like it does garner, like, a conversation, but I think, like, if you come into a situation where you're already out, people know you're gay, and they're not like, oh, you're that motherfucker gay, blah, 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 blah. No, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. I feel like if it's it's more so it's a conversation and it's not even really a big deal when people joke Damn. about it. And it's you're like right. when, you're, you're right. when you're in the closet, like when you're in the closet, like I know specifically of people who are very much gay. They're very much gay, you know, and they're still in the closet. And that was me once upon a time. So I, you know, I <laughs> empathize with them, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, you're like pushing 30. Like we know you're a gay man. Like it's okay. Right. Like, right. I'm on right. Um, but I mean, it's it's not a big deal. And I think more so it's a size relief for yourself when you actually do come out compared to what it is for other people. Because people people more than likely know when you're gay. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. like when someone comes out, it's never really like a, I've never seen that coming. It was just such a shock and a surprise. Like, I just can't believe this. Like, I, besides a delusional ass mama, like maybe, but. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, I agree, too. That's just, it's like, who cares, once again, at the end of the day. And you are really right, because I know, like, it's been times where, like, even, like, you know, I I have people, you know, that I know in my life, like, you know, a couple cousins, and, you know, one of them is just, I'm bisexual, I like girls, I like girls, and it's just like, okay, bitch, shut your ass up, like, so irritating. But then I have another cousin who, you know, she's younger, so she never really wants to come out and say, but everybody always thought she was just gay. Just like, okay, she's gay, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we had talked about it and shit like that. And, um, like, you know, she always be like, I'm not gay. I'm like, okay, well, you calling this girl babe and stuff. Like, I'm confused. Like, I'm not gay. I'm bisexual. Like, oh, well, girl. And then we started, like, seeing her, like, with dudes been in relationships long term. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, so she really is bisexual. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, then it's just like, you know, like, oh, I got a girlfriend or I got a, you know, I'm talking to this dude. It's just like, okay. Girl, who cares? Like, shit, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a conversation. It's not something that you're going to waste your time talking about. Because once you know, it's just like, motherfuckers like, oh, this and that. Like, so what? Motherfucker, next topic. Like, who cares? We ain't going to be on that. You know, so, yeah, I, I like that. That's that's really true. Um, So, last October, guys, you guys know rapper Um, was charged with aggravated battery of a pregnant woman, domestic battery by strangulation, false imprisonment, and witness tampering. He denies the abuse claims and pled not guilty to the charges. If he is found guilty, however, however, he will serve a minimum of 21 months and a max of 15 years in prison if convicted of aggravated battery. I'm sorry, guys. I'm having a hard time speaking today. Um, I'm <laughs> sounding like Jen. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, wow. If, <laughs> I know. At all. <laughs> if he is found guilty of all the other charges, he faces up to 30 years total, according to Excel. 
The victim, who is his ex-girlfriend, has medical records that substantially support the claims of abuse. In addition, to, in addition, Pitchfork has obtained a 142-page deposition in which the alleged victim recounts the details of the assault. And I just want to warn you all of us, even though the show is rated R, the content that I am about to reveal is pretty graphic. So if you want to hear it, listen. If not, go ahead and leave because I'm not going to, you know, filter this. Uh, at one point during the deposition, the victim was asked to pinpoint the day he threatened to kill you. She responded, well, when we lived in Orlando, it was literally like every day. The document said that XXX Tisachion met the woman at a concert and then walked up to her, grabbed her neck, and walked away. Later that night, he reportedly asked her to move in with him, and she obliged. Two weeks later is when he began the abuse in quite disturbing ways. Um, XXX Pistachio reportedly slapped her, reportedly slapped her after complimenting another man on his jewelry and told her to pick between a barbecue pitchfork and a barbecue cleaner. And he told her that he told her to undress because he because he planned to insert one of these into her vagina, but he did not do that. Um, another act that the victim recounted was when she hummed along to a featured artist that was on one of his songs. They got into an argument, and when they returned home, the rapper asked her why I was singing his friend's part on the song. He asked if I, she liked him, and do he ever go to his, uh, did she ever go to his Twitter page? And all of this was via pitchfork. Um, he then headbutted her, punched her, and stomped her, put her in a bathtub where he continued hitting and kicking her. He also wanted to cut her tongue out, she said, because I was singing the song. Um, she tried to run away down the street and tackled her, causing her to hit her head on the pavement, and she suffered a black eye, a lump on her back, on the back of her head, a scratch marks and bruises, including a large bruise on her ankle where he stomped her. Um, so the article pretty much ended there because they didn't want to go into any further details uh, as far as what happened in this. Um, but his, he's set to go to court October 5th of this year, so in just a few weeks. And if you all would like to read or hear more about the rest of the story, you can do so at pitchfork.com, um, pitchforkxxtestacion.com. Uh, and uh, go ahead and view the, the details. It's, it's extremely graphic, um, and it, it is really sad. You know, it, you got to love yourself, baby girl. Jean, how did you feel about all of the abuse, and just listen to this piece that I stated. How, what are your feelings towards this? And that is just psycho from beginning to fucking end. Like, that nigga clearly is crazy. Like, these, to me, these rappers, they did. Like, damn. How fucking hard is it to stay on the straight and narrow when you're trying to come up? Like, it's exactly right. Like, you have the whole world in your hands, and you doing dumb shit like this, and clearly he needs some fucking help. Like, I mean, he walked, the first time he met the bitch, he walked up to her and choked her? And what no, he, he grabbed her, her neck. He just, he walked up to her and grabbed her neck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Walked up to her and grabbed her neck. And like, did she think that was sexy? Like, you clearly see what kind of nigga he is. Like, what the fuck going on? <laughs> it sounds like a lot of drugs to me. That's that's what that's what it seems like. It seems like it's a lot of coke going on, a lot of pills, <laughs> and they just so fucking high. They don't know what the fuck going on. She just accepted him because you know he's this celebrity and whatever. You know, YouTube celebrity, SoundCloud celebrity, whatever it may be. But uh, uh-uh. uh, 
And like you said, you gotta fucking love yourself, and you gotta know by clearly the signs of an abuser. And I think if a nigga trying to hit on me, and the first thing he do is shut my ass out, clearly he needs help. And I would have probably beat his ass in that fucking um. Concept. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, don't grab my fucking neck. Who the fuck are you? No. Exactly. <laughs> Instead, her dumb ass moved in with him that night. Like, you know, some hey. drugs involved. Okay. What are you doing, girl? They must have did some coke. They must have went. He must have choked her ass out. That's, let me tell you what happened. He choked her ass out. <laughs> then they went to the bathroom to do some coke. They probably fucked in the bathroom. It was really good. You like I love you. Just start over our lives. They probably pop some acid and everything else. Love. Yeah, that shit's horrible. Um, bitches is crazy. No, but <laughs> you're a psycho. This is insane. No, they're psycho. They're lunaticish, psychopathic, um, lunatics. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. Honey, I ain't got time for nobody trying to put their hands around my neck now. Shit, you put your hands on my neck the right way, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be the right one meeting up with God. I ain't got time for that. I want to live right now, so, you know. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> what you said, straight, straight died by accident. Like, Accidentally. Accidentally. What if he would have like did, did like a, a chop choke, like like gotcha, like right in the neck, like well, well, I mean, why would you even reach for somebody's neck? Like even if he, if I'd have seen his head coming for me, I would have been like, I just would have moved out the way. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I know I came to see the show, but you ain't got to put your hands on my neck, nigga. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> XXX, Tentacion, get some help, for real, because you're fucking up your career. You're fucking up your money, okay? You don't want to be a has beaten before you even made it. Come on. Exactly, exactly. And I, and, you know, I listen to his music sometimes. I actually like his music, cause that creepy-ass shit. You know, I can't fuck with Lil Uzi Bird. I did like Lil Uzi Bird, but Lil Uzi Bird, he worships the devil. I ain't got time for that shit. I don't, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty much an old person on that. Like, I, the devil can come out. But if you knowingly worshiping Satan, I, I can't play that shit in my house. Like, Hell no, uh-uh. I don't got time for that shit. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But I like, I like XXX, his creepy-ass music, you know what I'm saying? What but, songs do? I don't know none of his songs. He got this one song called Jocelyn Flores, I think it's called. It's really good. And then he got um, Look At Me. And he's like, look at you, didn't hurt it. It's like, look at me. Fuck on me. Look at me. Fuck on me. Look at me. Fuck on me. Look at me. I hate that song. You hate, you hate that song? Yeah, I don't like it. Nigga, that's my shit. I be going to talk off in the gym. Like, as soon as that, that song came on, <laughs> come on, my this nigga. I straight. Turn the tread the treadmill up to five point zero. I straight start running in that. Uh, to that song. <laughs> you know, Look at it, homie. Look at it, like no, nigga. I, I turn that shit off every time. Nigga, you gotta listen to it all the way through. Speaking of people that like, I normally wouldn't listen to, but I really fuck with. I love Taylor Swift's new song, and I feel okay. All right, I, next topic. I hate Taylor Swift. Man. I hate her bitch. <laughs> I, really, I hate that bitch. But I like that she got this song called um, The one that she had performed on stage And she was like kill me yeah. That shit 
No. Or I'm already dead. This bullshit. No. She uh oh. it, it's called Red Boy. It's it got like a Caribbean beat too. She's like in the middle of the night in my dreams. Like if somebody else saying that sound like that can actually sing, that shit would go the fuck off. But Okay, I mean, I but you know that's a song already. In the middle of the night. I've been walking in my sleep. You don't know that? Uh uh-uh, uh, who made that? Oh my god, it's so old. <gasps> Dude, all these new artists, they all do is just steal other people's shit. So what I'm actually going to do while you're talking about the next topic, and you're going to like the song. It's an old song. It might even be by, who is that? Um, somebody who's, I think it's a, a, a white man who died. Now, I'm going to look it up, though, and I'm going to let you know when we hop on to the next, before we even talk about the next topic. I mean, before we even have a conversation, I'm going to tell you who sang that song. Okay. After pulling the most horrible move in Real Housewives history, it is pretty much a given <laughs> that the franchise is done with Fraser Park, right? Well, she started rumors that Candy Burris wanted to drug and rape Portia Williams and let the gossip build for months. There's no way she could be back on Real Housewives of Atlanta after doing that, right? Uh, there have been rumors that Phaedra was asked to film an apology scene with her former bestie, Portia. Obviously, Candy never wants to see or speak to Phaedra again, but it would be pretty crazy if Portia wants to. After all, Phaedra set her up to go after Candy for months. Is Phaedra going to appear on next season? Well, let me get into it for you all. Uh, Candy was asked about the possibility of Phaedra's return to the show in an interview for Hip Hollywood. Uh, she was she was asked, are you happy that it's been reported that Phaedra will not be returning? Candy didn't say a word, but her facial expression told it all. Then she was asked, or will she? Candy responded with, that ain't got nothing to do with me. So does, it, does that mean Phaedra is filming, but it is just not with Candy? Candy's semantics are pretty confusing here. Uh, Candy said, I haven't done any scenes with her. I haven't seen her, so that's all I can tell you. This sounds like a confirmation of Phaedra's on-camera meeting with Portia. Hopefully, Phaedra is done with the show. But I guess we will see. Guess we will see. But uh, I got one of two parts right. So he's still alive, and his name is Billy Joel. And the song is called In the Middle of the Night. So you have an opportunity. (laughs) Listen to it. He's an American singer-songwriter, and that song came out a very, very, very long time ago. One of my mom's favorite songs, and she's about to be 53, so very long time ago. Um, Yeah, so make sure you listen to that. But anywho, Candy, Phaedra, um, we all know that Jen wants Phaedra. He has wanted Phaedra to return um, because Jen is a big pile of sloppy uh, ghetto-ness who likes Phaedra and her lies. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it because I don't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. So I'm just happy that Jen is going to be happy because I'm sure he's going to tell me that he's happy that, you know, her drama is coming back to the show. So if he's happy, I'm happy. Um, Candy's obviously not happy. So it's going to be, it's probably going to be interesting shit. I might even start watching it. If it's going to become on on a Tuesday or a Thursday, it'll give me something to do. Make the week go past quicker until Empire come back on. So (laughs) Um, what do you think, Jen? I know you happy about it. Nigga, yes. Um, (laughs) That is my motherfucking show. Like that is the king, the queen of reality shows when it comes to any reality show that I have to fucking watch. (laughs) 
if it's Real Housewives of Atlanta, because in my opinion, it is ratchet, but it's still classy. Like, you know what I'm saying? They actually, these women actually have things going for themselves. They're actually established brands. They're yeah. actually out here getting money. They're not doing it all just for the cameras. It's just, well, I'm not going to speak for Kenya. Cause she I'm like, even though they're still getting paid. But, you know what I mean? But they get paid a fucking lot. Like, they get paid like a million a season. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know. When, when bitches because so many people watching. $1,500. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, it's it's a major difference. But I love Real Housewives of Atlanta. And then, even if Faces did all that crazy ass shit, and clearly she's a lawyer. So, of course, the bitch can fucking lie. <laughs> I should say, woman can fucking lie and keep a straight face at the same damn time. That's what the fuck lawyers do. But, um, I mean, I was not surprised that she was coming back. Or is I she knew you wouldn't be. I knew you wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, because it's just like that story has to be explained. Like, you, you came up with this whole story about somebody that you considered one of your best friends, and you told this to another person you considered a best friend for them to run back and tell everything. Like somebody needs to answer. We need we need the answers for this. We not wait <laughs> to not let this shit go. Like we need to figure out what was going through your mind when you felt like it was okay to lie about something so disgusting. Like you can't just boot somebody off the season for that. And it was really juicy. And I feel like this is going to be the highest rated season. And Nene's coming back, so it's just like it's going to be a great oh, show. Nene Leaks is that her name? Nene Leaks. Yeah. All that shit. Okay. Well, is it on VH1? What channel does this come on? Oh my God, I cannot with you. It comes on Bravo, and more than likely, probably nine, eight, eight or nine o'clock. So nine o'clock your time, eight o'clock my time. Okay, that'd be cool. And what days typically? Sundays. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I can see if I can get into it. You know, I'm a I'm a big messy chick, so I see if I can get into that as well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, when does it return? Probably a lot of times it starts in October, and that's oh, like okay. the longest. That's like the longest show on Bravo. It's gonna start in like October, and that's that motherfucker show be like going on until like April. I'm Damn. like, Damn. <laughs> like I swear I'm not playing. Like they stress the shit out of that show because I mean. It's their bread and butter. It's like the highest rated on the television network. You know what I'm saying? And people really fuck with Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? My mom so. just took, she was, oh, did you see that? Look, me. let me show you a page. My mom watched it. My mom watched Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, you know what I'm saying? My mom watched it. I be like, mom, I don't watch it. Real Housewives of Atlanta is my damn. That's my show. Like, that is my show. <laughs> So I'm thinking, so who is in charge of Real Housewives? Like, who is the person that's, you know, like, who, like, you know, when they had the um, the meeting and the reunion and stuff like that, like, who be that person that be in the mirror, like, middle, like, Mona Scott? Like, who is that? Who's I mean, in well, it, it could be a bunch of different producers asking questions, but the creator and the mm-hmm. person that, like, runs the network is Andy Cohen. And then there's another guy. Oh. What is his name? It's a black gay guy, um, but he's, okay. like, a big, a big deal too. Um, mm. I, I forgot, but yeah. Okay. Well, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of somebody who's not a big deal, um, Omarosa. We all know Omarosa from The Apprentice, um, who sold her soul to the devil, Donald Trump, and now the devil is telling her to 
to get the hell out of uh, get the hell out of hell. So Omarosa <laughs> Manigault thought that she had a seat at Trump's table until White House Chief of Staff John Kelly put her on the no-fly list to stop her from popping up at meetings that she was not invited to. According to Fox News, the no-fly list is a list of all the White House aides he feels are unimportant as too unimportant to attend real serious meetings. So they don't go inside the meeting room because they're not significant enough. Um, Sources said Omarosa did it to herself and that Kelly A. Christensen Nielsen is going to make sure that the list is adhered to. So a person, the person uh, given the responsibility of enforcing this is Nielsen. Um, and she, Kelly, is a no-nonsense long-term A who will be, who's willing to be hated. In the paper, they stated that this is what he has done for, you know, he doesn't care about that. Now, her appointment was announced at a staff meeting Wednesday as part of Kelly's effort to foster a more disciplined environment inside the White House. But the papers reported that the move has already left Kelly White House enemies seizing, um, as well as plotting and gripping to other uh, sympathetic members of the White House. So, in other words, Omarosa has been kicked out of any of the meetings. Um, she's on the no-fly list, but she also means she has to stay away from Dr. Trump. And um, I think I caught a photo of her like being escorted out crying and shit, doing the most. Um, and right now, I just kind of feel like Chris Tucker. Like, they don't like you. I don't like you. I don't care. I'm here for the president. The president don't like you. Nobody likes you. You did all of this shit for nothing. What? <laughs> That's how I feel like Omarosa is right now because, girl, nobody likes you. Like, now you don't have the president and his team as you thought would have your back. You don't have the black folks because you're a traitor. You don't have nobody. Like, I hope you feel alone. I hope you you, you should. Boo-boo, if you knew better, you would have done better. But, Jen, I'm sorry. <laughs> how do you feel about this? Doesn't it just tickle your fancy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, she's a gross. Can a horrible. <laughs> a horrible like and a broken. <laughs> she's a gross and a fucking horrible nigga. Um, you are a black woman who went to Howard. That at one point, Amarosa was black excellent, nigga. And you know what? She's not confused. It's not like she's, she's this person that wanted to be somebody else. She did this shit for the betterment of herself. She chose mm-hmm. her specifically over her people. And you know what? I'm also fuck you. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. I hope her life, I hope her career, I hope everything's ruined. I hope that she's back to trying to sell cell phones or whatever the fuck she was doing before. <laughs> she's working with the Trump administration. It's just like you are a greedy person and you were standing next to a motherfucker that don't give a fuck about you or your Mm -hmm. time. You are even important enough to get in the fucking meetings, honey. (laughs) Like, you are Trump. That's all you were. You were a fucking pawn. Yep. You and fucking Ben Carson. Fuck all of y'all. Like, I... Mm Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Angel Vondrina? I feel like she's gonna get exactly what she deserves. Um... 
you're right. She put herself above her people, and she probably would have gotten better opportunities. Like, we have money, too, sweetie, and you just wanted to, you thought that being on Donald Trump administration was so good. Like, he knew you, like, you supporting him. You were getting mad and really snapping on bitches or asking you what the deal is. Why would you even do that? Like, going ham, and he doesn't even want you there. He doesn't give a fuck. You did what you had to do. Now he's like, keep this bitch out the White House. Keep her out the meetings. Keep her away from me. Put her on that new fly, no fly list. Donald Trump didn't even know what the fuck the no fly list was. He's like, but isn't there something that we can do because she's just a terrible, terrible person? You know, I'm saying, oh, yeah, we have a no fly list. I feel like she's unimportant, you know, as Kelly he states. So it's like, nobody care. And it is what it is. You had people on your back, you had people telling you this is not the right thing to do, and you still chose to do what was just petty, once again, for money. You did what you did for money, and it was unnecessary. So guess what? Keep doing what you're doing for money, and let's see how far it gets you. Because I guarantee, had she been like, oh, no, I'm not, had she been a Maxine Water type chick, she would have been out here very well known, doing her thing, getting getting money, probably not as much, which she probably won't even be getting that money real soon anyways. I won't be surprised if in a couple of days they're like, Omarosa fired, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, girl, just go home and shut up. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Just go home and just have a seat. Just sit down. Just watch the television. That's a fun like, news. Like, just sit and watch the real, honey. Like, just sit and watch the <laughs> shit that don't fucking matter. Wendy Williams, you know, or uh, <laughs> Martin, Martin Rerun, Golden Girls Rerun. Something. Golden Girls. Right, exactly. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Nobody does. Black people don't fuck with you. Never Why again. you want Trump, who you were shucking job for, don't even fuck with you. Like <laughs> nobody likes you. You did all of this for nothing. In my uh, Chris Tucker voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I saw an article that was really interesting, um, and I'm going to read it to you all. It was from the shade room, but the article <laughs> is entitled, and this is a very like annoying conversation that I cannot believe that we are still fucking having. Well, let's get into it. Because if for some reason, it just ruffles a lot, of, a lot of people feel some type of way about this, even though it's just like very fucking well known and it's fucking common sense. I don't really... Oh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but the, uh, the, top, the title of the fucking article was um, Yes, You Can Be Black and Latino Too. So I'm going to read the article. It says, roommates, let's talk about your about the multiplicity of Latino culture. Y'all know we read your comments, and there seems to be a lot of debate whenever we call some of our favorite Afro-Latina stars black. In response, let's have a conversation about the black diaspora and how both cultural identities are not mutually exclusive. Is she Latina? Is she black? The answer can be fully both. A little knowledge. Majority of enslaved Africans were transported to Brazil and the Caribbean during the transatlantic slave trade. There were more than 10 million enslaved Africans to reach the Western Hemisphere, and multiple sources confirm that only 4 to 5% of the voyages ended in North America. For nearly three centuries, 300 years, Brazil was the largest destination and the center of slave trade. Sometimes blackness is beyond skin color. 
African roots run deep. So next time you hear someone say a brother, sister from Brazil, Cuba, Puerto Rico, or the Dominican Republic isn't black, let's talk, <laughs> take a look at history. Stay woke. So what do you think about that article? Um, I don't know why anybody would think that somebody that's Latina is can't be black. Um, I feel like they they probably should like brush up on some history. Um, look at some of those individuals' ancestors. Hell, probably should look at their own ancestors. It's so stupid. Of course, you can be motherfucker. You can be black and white. Like, you can be black in anything. Like are you? That's, this is this conversation sounds a little impossible. I can't believe anybody would be arguing that, but I can't believe that an article was created in regards to this because the conversation is so it, it, it's so ridiculous. It's kind of like what type of individual mind is so minuscule that you don't understand that people have sex with a whole bunch of different people from different backgrounds, races, everything, not just religion, bitch. So like. It is so dumb. That This is a dumb topic. <laughs> like, how did you feel about it? Obviously, like, you feel like what? Like, of course you can't be, right? Right. Um, I'm just like, walking with people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's just, I, I, you know, and this is something that's, like, been my whole life. Like, my motherfucker's trying to tell me I'm mixed, and I'm like, no, I'm fucking black. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, I don't understand why, like, black Americans feel that black Americans are only in Africa and in America. But, I mean, like the article said, it was when slaves came here, they also came to other places. Specifically with my family, um, my grandmother is Cuban, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I mean, I was raised being aware of my blackness, being proud of my blackness, and not being like, you know what I'm saying? I think my fa- my father is very dark-skinned, you know? And, uh, yep, mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, you see I was going to say, your mom looks black, your dad looks black, like, shit. <laughs> right. Motherfucker, I hope they, <laughs> they raised you. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and you know, and he was like the favorite in my, in my family. You know what I'm saying? So I I think I just have like a different outlook in general on yeah. race relations and culture and everything else. But <laughs> um, I just think it's just ridiculous how ignorant some people because it was always the, either the conversation of oh no you're not and I'm like. Hmm? Yes, fuck I am. Like I mean, it's not. I mean, you can be as black people in fucking Latin American countries. Like it is. It fucking is. I don't understand why it's a big fucking deal. Like I don't understand why it matters. Or it would be the conversation of I'm mixed. Like I, I should not. Black oh my god, Like I'm not fucking mixed. Like my parents are. Black, <laughs> my grandparents are black. Their parents are black. Like you know, what I'm saying. I'm sure down the line. Yeah, I mean, DNA says something that I'm like it's stuff in there. But I'm a black Yeah, no, I think I remember, like, in high school, you used to say, like, you were white. Like, I, think, like, I think I remember you saying, like, oh, no, I'm, I'm a white boy. You know, I think I remember hearing something like that. Do not make that shit up, because you know, I always Because everybody and mama used to try and say, and I'm like, I'm not fucking me. Like, I'm not me. Like, I'm black. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's not, and Maybe it's it was the eyebrow. Like, if you are, you said, what about my eyebrows? 
I said maybe I said maybe it's the eyebrows that led them to me that you were mixed. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's the eyebrows, the hair, the eyelash. I don't fucking know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> are black what you doing with my eyebrows? It's so funny. Not just the United States of America and West Africa. That was the point of the article. And I thought it was just really dope that they brought their attention. Even though in 2017 they should not still be bringing the <laughs> having conversations about them being black Americans. and I mean, not black Americans, but black people in other countries. But um, mm-hmm. and, and it was just funny, like, reading the comments of, like, people – that was still arguing, motherfuckers. And it was like you had a bunch of, you had a bunch of like Afro Latinos like saying like, no, there's black people like blah 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 blah. And you had a bunch of black people like, well, if you a lot of times Dominicans don't be any. I mean, there are Dominicans or or different people that I mean Cubans for for what how, but like they're proud black. If they're black, they're black. Like you know what I'm saying. But I mean, you do hear about like a lot of times like Dominicans and like some Puerto Ricans who don't like to claim their blackness. But it's just like that's a small number of them. Like, right. You know, I'm walking around, but people mistaking you for fucking black all your fucking life clearly is not coming from nowhere. Like, right. Like, and not only even that. My thing is, if back in the slavery days you were a nigga or you looked like a nigga, you are a nigga. Period. Okay, so you know you got darker skin, you know any of that shit. You gonna be treated differently because you're not. You know what I'm saying? You you don't look like nobody else. So just take it and keep it moving. Like what's the? It's not even embrace it, bitch. You should be happy about it. You know what I'm saying? So people get in my mind. So they're so hmm. Education, education, education is what's needed here. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's, all. That's it. So, guys, we do have a ridiculous, crazy, mm, interesting confession question of the day. And it is, what is the worst thing you have ever said during an argument? Now, it's not only an argument with a spouse or argument with a parent, an argument with anyone. What is the worst thing that you have said? And do you feel bad about those comments? Or do you, you know, wish you can take them back? Or And I actually heard this on a breakfast club a, a few days ago. And I was like, oh, my God, that is, like, the best question in the world. So, um, yeah, like, do you ever feel bad? Or do you ever want to think it back? Or why would you even say something like that? What's the worst thing? Jean, what is one of the worst things you have ever said to somebody during an argument? I don't know specifically, and I don't. I feel like if I did, I don't really want to say. It. I know I just said some horrible <laughs> things to, to people in general before. Like my mouth, that's just kind of was known about me. Like, I'm a good person, but it's like when I get upset, Jenny, I I'm a good person. I, I'm a good person. I am a very good person. I I feel like my heart is in the right place, but I feel like if you if you push me to the edge, I will break you down. But I've got I've gotten better with that. I I don't want to be a person out here just ruining their lives daily and saying the <laughs> words because I don't want people to say the words to me and shit that that will carry because that's how that's how when I argue that's what I wanna do. I wanna say shit at what well, I used to. I used to want to say shit that will make you think for years. You know what I'm saying? the most the you know things that's like you're most insecure about like you know what I'm saying or reasons why you're insecure. I want 
to touch on that. I wanted to have like that conversation for you to think about them. John said one time, you know, blah, 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 you know, but that's just some evil shit, you know, be a racist. Okay, well, I have a different question too. What's the worst thing that you can think of that's actually been said to you? What is the worst thing that I can think of that has been said to me? Um, that I still think about? I mean, yeah, that you would still think bothered, about. Like something, I mean, something bothered, that has bothered me from childhood. I don't think mainly is like, I remember one time this girl, I'm not going to say her name, but <laughs> I mean, because I very curly hair, and she said that. We weren't even arguing. She was just being a bitch, and she was like, and I remember I was like, hey, I am an instant message in this other girl, and she grabbed, like, the instant message, and, like, she said, um, you know, we'll talk about it off air, but she was like, my hair looks like pubic hair, because my hair is very curly. Like, and she was like, my hair looks like pubic hair. And, and I was like, that still bothers me. Like, you know what I'm saying? What? I don't know why. You said what? I said, what's that sort of thing? That's not even bad. Like, your hair looks like too big. You're like, who cares? Like, I mean, because, so, like, 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 I mean, like, obviously, I feel like a lot of times when I used to get to ice people, it would be the same shit. I'm gay. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty much. Like, I mean, and it's, that's like. But it's not bad either, so. Me, or you can't, you can't call me bro. You can't say I'm ugly. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't. You know what I mean? It's just like, what? Um, which you with your gay ass. Okay. That's, 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 I remember, like, me as a child, anytime I got to argue, that's all it was. You, with your gay ass, blah, blah, with your gay ass. Like, okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, okay. Next. <laughs> right. So I think that's like, the, that's like one of the things that I bother me. It's just like, damn, like, it really came from my head. Like, I can't do shit <laughs> from my head. You know, real that's funny. Yeah. Um, what about Worst thing, I can't, I don't know. Worst thing I just said in in general, you know, in an argument probably was, like, with another female because, like, even though, like, you say bad things and you try to, like, break somebody that hurt you down, like, you you try to be cautious even though I'm, I'm vicious. Like, I'm vicious. Um, my, my tongue is like venom. I, I've gotten a tad bit better. Um, but when I was younger and I didn't know any better, like prior to me being 25 and shit, I was, you know, I was real disrespectful, you know what I'm saying, to everybody. I didn't care. I look back sometimes at messages that I posted on Facebook to females and I said some OC shit. And I'd be like, bro, like this shit, I was talking like this in 2009, like just going off, can't not able to fail, don't know what I'm talking about, the sentences are not complete, like, just horrible shit, you know, um, I really wouldn't want to say, like, one of the worst things I've said, because I still have to pray and repent about it a lot of the time, um, because it's, it's just real disrespectful, but I know that one time, um, I did tell a chick, no, no, I know one time I told a chick that, uh, I hope, I wanted her to abort her kid. Um, you know, during the middle of an argument that didn't have to do with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit wasn't even, in, I wasn't even involved in an argument. Just a random ass chick 
who was one of my friend girls. See, that's why you don't have female friends. Because the bitches get you involved in shit that <laughs> that don't fucking matter. And then two weeks later, they be back fucking around with the same nigga. And you be still in this argument with this bitch who you don't even know. You know what I'm saying? That's why you don't get involved in other shit. But um, I also told a female, like, uh, some true shit. Like, you know, it was disrespectful as fuck, but it was the truth. Like, I mentioned, like, that her... Like her, 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 uh, the kid, her, the father of her kids, like be cheating on her, you know, like leave the kids in the car, like early mornings, like he fucking around on her, like, you know, it was true, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I had to let her bitch ass know she was, she was really coming at my head. Um, <laughs> and I think the worst thing that's been said to me is regarding my dad, um, maybe about, maybe about a week after he died. My biological father died when I was 12 years old, and I was in middle school. And my my best friend at the time, um, you know, you remember Jen because y'all played on a football team together. But his older brother, who was like just a few months older than him, um, he um, we was all on the school bus together, and they was about to get ready to get dropped off. And um, I had said, oh, I was, you know, I was upset. I was mad, you know, I was in seventh, I was in seventh grade. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, my teacher was being rude as fuck because I was like, I raised my hand. I told him I'm confused as far as, like, what we're talking about. He was like, I know you've already missed a week of school. And my dad literally died, like, the first day of school. So it was really bad. The second day of school, actually. And so it was really bad. I missed, like, the whole first week. And uh, so the teacher was snapping on me. And so I get him bus. He's having a bad day. And um, um, he was like, uh, he said, your mama's a bitch. No, 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 no. He said, he said, your mom was a hoe or some shit like that. It was just fucking real bad. And then uh, I was like, your mom was a bitch, bitch, like that. And then he was like, leave my dad and just die, like that. And I, I just sat down. I just started crying on the school bus. And um, he um, he pretty much was just, uh, oh, my, the, my best friend at the time, he was like, I can't believe that you just said that about her mom. I mean, about her dad. And uh, he was just like, well, he just got, but she just got to talking about our mom. And he, like, just went off on his brother. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you don't do that to people. And, um, you know, I, I still think about it now, obviously, and it's been shit over 15 years, you know, but, uh, well, not over 15 years, because that means I don't have to be, like, 32. It's been over 10 years. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think that was the worst thing that's been said to me. But, you know, I've said worse things. You know what I'm saying? And that boy didn't love me. And you just don't treat people that you love with venom and poison. You keep that for the people on the outside. So just keep that in mind next time y'all get inside an argument with somebody who's supposed to have your back and somebody that loves you, you know, because I'm not fine. But uh, um, that's pretty much it. Jen, did you have anything else that you wanted to say? Did you have, did you finally think about something? Did you figure out who Billy Joel is? I mean, did you, have you done anything? I'm a dog, nigga. You know, I still ain't about to Google his, because I really ain't finna listen to that song. <laughs> you <laughs> you know I'm not that shit. Uh, let me Google him now. Oh, he's funny looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've seen his bald head ass before, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but well, Taylor Swift bald head ass. Stole his song. So, just wanted to let you know that. She stole his song and his look. Okay? So, yeah. 
So, yeah, that's pretty much um, all I have to say, guys. And uh, I want to listen to more podcasts. I want to, like, while I'm at work, instead of tuning in to music, I want to listen to podcasts. <laughs> and I really want to, I want to be inspired. So I've been talking to Jean and stuff like that about what type of podcasts are really good. But if you all know some really good, um, like, inspirational, black podcast that I can listen to and that's just, like, really empowering, then hit us up on our um on our Gmail, confession to us at gmail.com, the number to us at gmail.com. And just let us know what the dealio is. Um, before we end the show this evening, Jen, is there something that you would like to confess to the world? No. What? Not at all. Another, another day without a confession. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, no, right. mm, mm. You know what? I'm just going to stop asking him. The next thing you're going to know, he's going to, oh, enjoy, boy, I have a confession this evening. And then he's going to get slapped in his fucking mouth because I don't play games with Jen. Jen knows that. <laughs> um, you guys can expect to hear from us next on Thursday, September 14th, which is insane because it's already mid-September. Like, this month has came and gone just that quick, so... Well, pretty much. So we got, what, like two weeks left in a month, and it's over, and then October, and then my birthday in November, and then Christmas, and start this shit all over again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just want to say love you guys so much. Don't forget to continue to like, comment, rate, and subscribe, and just look us up. You know, tag us in the drama. We're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and, of course, this blog talk problem podcast from Blog Talk. But this is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are Pros in the know start with Lowe's, because at Lowe's, pros save big on the supplies they use most. Right now, save even more on select concrete mix, now 30% off when you buy in bulk. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. Stop by or visit Lowe'sForPros.com for details. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. Minimum purchase required. Selection varies by location. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. U.S. only.